but you you snooze hard. You wake up uh, pretty much crack of dawn. You all got a full rest in, so you can go ahead and take your long rest casters if you want to prepare your spells for the day. It is uh, it is the crack of dawn, and the day is yours. I'm definitely one of the last ones down for bed or down for down for breakfast. Okay. Uh, Q is, is first and late. expectantly. Yeah, Q is basically sitting there with like knife and fork in hand and a bib tucked tucked into his shirt, and, like he's just dangling his feet and sitting there. Um, you guys find a nice place at the bar. The the kitchen is buzzing about. You guys are actually the first people downstairs. Uh, you get you get the vibe that a lot of the other people there, are like maybe dignitaries, important uh, important people who are sleeping in, don't necessarily have to be up at this hour. Um, but yeah, you smell. You can smell bacon and eggs cooking in the kitchen, uh, biscuits even, and some toast. Um, you see, you see juice, and you s- smell like tea and uh, tea and coffee being brewed. So I'm down to one point of ex- of exhaustion now, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, uh, I guess this would be. Uh studying uh, some scrolls that he had kept with him on his person, because I think, like, last night when he was showing Q off uh, some of the stuff that he had, he had kind of, like, forgotten. Like, oh, yeah. It's like when you have all those bookmarks uh, on your browser bar, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. Hey, bookmark that for a reason. Like, I have that on my body for a reason. That's right. Yeah. Like, he's kind of pouring (laughs) things into sipping coffee. Oh, and by the way, Rothmar, I owe you this. Um, the the evocation book that you got last week is actually uh, like I said, Evocation Nation by Atticus Flamerad. 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 <laughs> All right, thank you. That's a good name. Flamerad. Um, I, I I didn't have that name in me last week, but I found it. So yeah. Dorcas uh, <laughs> pronounced Flamerad. 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 Um, so yeah, you guys. Um, the the servers slide these uh, enormous piles of food in front of you um you you find out that it actually is complimentary it comes with a room so uh, they they any, slide these in do you have any more of that lobster from last night you want you want lobster for breakfast uh this guy does i point at you <laughs> cave cricket please cave cave did he say cave cricket cave and cricket? then the yeah that's what cave. he said chop chop let's do it i'll pay whatever let's go i mean yeah we can it doesn't you just all right, boil some water. <laughs> I just look at Tears over his is. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say, I look at Q and I'm like, don't tell anybody about what we did, okay? <sighs> okay. Cricket. Yeah, okay, cricket. Uh, oh, yeah. With the sun's up, we can always whisper. We don't have to whisper. Yeah, the, you don't have to um, whisper. Oh. The, the barkeep actually comes back over. And he's like, actually, that's uh, we can't we can't actually give you the lobster complimentary because it's not actually on the menu for breakfast. We can give it to you, but it will be an upcharge. I, uh, I said I'll pay for whatever. It's fine. All right, I'll just as it. it's it's gonna be three gold. That's fine. Sure. All right. I had three gold. How do you still have money after that? That's your problem. Like, <laughs> oh wait, never mind. What? What you say? <laughs> what was that? Pierce. No, Pierce. Pierce, good. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, Roth. I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, after after Kes said that she would pay for whatever, uh, Pierce would s- slightly say, uh, "All that money after that shopping spree yesterday." 
Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we did go shopping. What do you like for me and to buy you breakfast winks. as well? Are you feeling a little left out? I'm in a very good mood today, so I don't no. mind. Suit yourself. Cast point of order. Have you have you examined all of your all of your haul from last night yet? No. You haven't? Okay. Good to know. I will if I have a moment alone. I'll do that. But I like I mean like alone. Well, actually, I would have done it if Jindy had have gone to breakfast before me. And I probably slept in because of being up so late and doing that. So probably, yeah. Okay, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Yeah. Cast, you are sitting in your room. It is the morning time. You are in there alone. Jindy, you have gone down to breakfast. All of you are sitting at breakfast. All of you have these plates of food in front of you, but there is no cast down there with you yet. I'm in my room. I'm still sleeping. You're still sleeping as well? Okay. Sure. Good I'm to sleep know. Someone wakes him up. Good to know. <laughs> All right, Kess, what you got? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, that, I'm just going to, I think I can only look at stuff. Okay. Oh, wait, let me double check. I can't, like... Man, I have a lot of spells. Um, no, I cannot like identify or anything like that. So, I okay. uh, I can. I think I can detect. Can I detect magic? Uh, I don't believe so. I can. You can. Okay. So I would have prepared that and detected magic on those. You magics. detect magic on everything. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You literally detect magic on every piece of every item you stole last night. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, you got it from a magic shop. Um, do you do you like open the bags of holding? Yeah, yeah, I look at everything. Definitely. Okay. The the bigger bag of holding opens with a drawstring. So you open it up and you see I imagine you turn it inside out. Oh yeah. Okay, you turn it inside out and the bigger one, there's nothing in there. The second one is um is closed by a zipper and you said you do open it as well mm-hmm. you unzip it Woof! this bright blue ink just blasts out all over the bedroom in a projectile in a projectile fountain blue ink you have triggered the security disc <laughs> <laughs> it is all over the ceiling it, it goes like about five seconds just woof of solid solid geyser of blue ink oh no Kent's just blew herself <laughs> it is it is all over the walls it is all over the bed it is all over you well <laughs> And you 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 realize you realize that this is the this these are the traps that you detected last night. I was just like, eh, eh. <laughs> like coughing. Like, uh, well, this is not good. Um, it's on the ceiling. 
Yeah, it it jutted out in like a like a basically a, a wide a wide jet uh, for about four or five seconds. There's like there's ink dripping from the walls, and it's like it's, like, it's on your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I go to the bathroom. We have a washroom in our room, right? You, you yeah. do, yes. I'm going to go clean myself off and then clean the room as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> Make, um, tell, tell me how it is you do clean the room. If you must know. There's not, a, there's not a cleanliness check in D&D? <laughs> not necessarily, no. <laughs> uh, it's only for the clerics. Right a, next to godliness. And, and there's a uh, and there's a window, right? Yeah. What's on the ground outside the window? You're you're two stories up. There's there's not really anything underneath. Um it's just just like the the loose like cobblestone street below. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna use water wall. <laughs> okay, let me look at this. Um, Play water wall. <laughs> oh my god. Um, where is that? A where is that? I can lot? make it. I can make it up to thirty feet long and up to ten foot high. But I'm gonna contain it in just the area that is all the uh, all the ink and I'm going to open the windows and push it out that way and then I'm going to cast wind wall to push where, it where do you have these spells I'm looking at your spells and I do not see these spells what do you mean I have them they're my water wall they're my third level spells Zaki um, may only be looking at her prepared spells from her previous character sheet but yeah, you might have to, to refresh because I got to prepare mm. new spells. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. That that's that's what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you got water wall and wind wall. Make it happen, Kevin. Gonna clean it up and swoosh it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, and I'm gonna do a Jindy dance. I've seen her dance in the water, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like mimic the dance she does to see if it feels any different while I make the water. <laughs> okay, so you're basically like, you know, the uh, Capoeira guy from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. You're basically doing that. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're you're doing the Capoeira sort of dance. Yeah. And. Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That guy. <laughs> So you said you're doing wall of water and then wind wall. Yes. So, but I want I want them to be because they can both be contained like they can be up to a certain size, but they can also be as as small as I want them. So I'm trying to contain it as much as possible. So you you do the <laughs> shove everything you, out that window. You do the water first. Okay. Uh, when you do, like, you pick up some bed sheets, like, the, there's some bed sheets and pillows and stuff. You, you pick it up, and then most of the blue, most of the ink comes off. There's still some staining on, like, the wood and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you said you use the wind to push the water out. I'm gonna try. Is that what you said? Yeah, to push it out the window. Um, 
Have you ever rented an apartment and then to get, you know, you get the, you rent the steam cleaner the last day before, so you get your deposit back? <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to figure out if this can actually, this, this doesn't, this isn't going to be able to push all the water out. So, okay. so what you, what you do, you, just, okay. I mean, I have no idea. I have no out. idea what. I mean, they're trying to push it out or just dry the room as like with like a giant blow dryer, like as quickly as possible. <laughs> God almighty. Okay. So it so, probably yeah. sounds crazy in there, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's total, it's total fucking the shape of water up in there. <laughs> so like you, um, you have the wall of water and someone's standing outside. I, there is someone just so happens to be walking down that alley as you push this wall of water out. <laughs> you you uh, like you push this wall of water out and then like some pillows and uh, some pillows and some bed sheets and a Bible placed by the fantasy Gideons like it just <laughs> it it bursts out of the window and you hear ah! <laughs> on the on the street below you and you look out and there's an elven man just sort of looking up like, I'm just going to be like, I'm sorry, I blew myself, and I'm just going to pop my head back in. Okay. <laughs> so, the, at this point, you probably blew, and that... I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying really hard to figure out how to resolve this. Um, if I can't that, push the that water, water out, I want to dry it. That water 100% cracked the windows. The, the force of it, like, it didn't necessarily shatter them, but it cracked them. Um, so you you got most of the water out. It's still a little bit above, like, it, it's about ankle deep in there. You you were able to get a lot of it out because the wind was sort of to, able to create a kind of vortex. And it pushed most of it, most of it have, out. I wouldn't have put as much water in there to be ankle deep, though. You like... said you used wall of water, which is... A wall. A wall of water. Well, it can be as, as small as I want, though. 30, okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. So, it doesn't have to be 20 feet. Yeah, but the window is only so wide. So it's not necessarily ankle deep, but there is still standing water in the room. Um, you were able to get you were able to get quite a bit of it out eventually, but there is still a little bit of... Sta- there, there are puddles, to say the least. Um, all, of the, all of the ink is out, save for the stains, um, as are all of the bedsheets. And pillows. Okay. Your things, like all of yours and Jindy's things, are, are still there. Uh, they, I, they, I, they weren't among the refuse. You took all your stuff downstairs? Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all of your stuff is still there. Okay. Um, I, the the bags, the bags are, they're leather and they're stained. They're, they're stained with splotches of blue at this point. How much, uh, how much do I imagine this would cost? Mm, make um, make an intelligence check with disadvantage. Okay. Based on based on what Cass knows about stuff. About money, yeah. Okay. Oh, with disadvantage, it's a five. Five. I, I mean, you don't know. It could cost twenty gold. It could cost one hundred and fifty. You you really have no idea. 
Okay, I'm, I'm gonna... Pierce, she promised me breakfast. That is a good point. While she is doing this, uh, while while she is taking care of this mess in the room, you can kind of, you guys can kind of hear some ah! sort of stuff happening upstairs. And there's actually, you see water uh, dripping from the ceiling, like from the floorboards. You can see, you can see it like dropping into your into your breakfast. It's sort of. It's on some of the scrolls I'm reading, and I'm, I pack them up quickly and kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I think she's busy, kiddo. Just give her a minute. <laughs> but yeah, Cass, after probably after about a half hour, you are able to get most of the water up using all of the towels and all of the robes and stuff that are still in the room. You're able to get most of it up. It is very moist. It's very damp in this room. But um, it is it is mostly... mostly I'm gonna, it's, it's better than it was. I'm going to take 50 gold, leave it on the dresser and and take a note and write sorry about everything (laughs) (laughs) more of a green day (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay that is delightful so Kess when you go downstairs those of you um what what do you look like when you come downstairs me yeah well I cleaned my like I I showered and cleaned myself off, so I don't have blue or anything. I should look normal, except I should have maybe a little bit of like dampness on the bottom of my dress from where I've walked in puddles. There's there. Yeah, you've you're a little bit damp. Your hair is very your hair is still wet. And you um, I would say you you definitely make a make a make a dexterity check for me. Make a dexterity check for me if you wish. Yes. As cocked. Dex. Yeah. 13. Okay, yeah, you've got some blue underneath your fingernails and, like, stained on your fingers from trying to get it up, but that's that's pretty much the extent of it. Well, if I see that, I would change my form. Okay. And just make it not look like that. Okay. Easily enough. So you come downstairs and everyone is basically, uh, has basically cleaned their plates and you have, uh, you have a plate full of food sitting there untouched. The queue is staring daggers. Um, <laughs> I say, then I say the whole thing that I said earlier about getting him uh, the 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 lobster, and, lobster and, stuff. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Queue okay. stares slightly less daggery. The same conversation happens. Three gold. Queue gets a lobster. Yeah. How long did you say that she was up there? Half an hour. And how long uh, would I know how long it is to get back to the boat that we had came on? The boat that you came on, it would take probably uh, probably about twenty five minutes walking. Okay, so when when I was done with my meal, I would have left and gone and headed back to the boat. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you make it. Um, you make it back to the boat. What are you? What, what are you? Uh, what I'm are you? I'm looking doing? for Captain Riddick so I can give him one of the bottles of nautical speech. Okay. Yeah. Um, you you get there and Captain Riddick is uh, he's actually in his quarters um, reading uh, reading a smut book, and like he, like you you recognize it. It's a duplicate copy. It's Pirates of Fantasy Cove, and uh, you you walk in and he sees you and he snaps it shut and like puts it under his desk. Oh, hello. Can I? Uh, what? What? Uh, hello. 
Hi. <laughs> we were in town and we bought these and we thought it would be a good, well, I thought it would be a good way to communicate with you. Um, so I give you one bottle and if you're on the ocean or near the ocean and we have one, then we can like talk back and forth to each other. Is magic? Yes. This is very good. Thank you. So if you need us, I don't know if it like rings whenever like somebody (laughs) (laughs) I do not know, but uh, this should make things this should make things easy. I appreciate you uh, thinking of me. Get a set of ringtone on it. Ding, 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 ding. Did you just sing fucking Amarillo Sky? Is that what you did? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. And Um, then once I, I mean, there's nothing really. I just wanted to get him the bottle and then I would have started making my way back. Okay. Uh, As you, as you get um, like further into the town, you actually hear, uh, I imagine you're still holding, are you still holding the bottle or is it in your bag? I probably would have put it in my bag. Okay. Yeah, you actually hear through the bottle that like you more hear. You feel the vibration, but you hear goodbye. Vibration. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an echoey one. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 Yeah. And then uh, by the time you make it back, you actually see Kess uh, sitting in there as well, and you see uh, the rest of the group having finished their food. Uh, by this point, it's about seven a.m. We should get going. <clears throat> Out of here, baby. Okay. I said that okay. to everybody. I'd like to note that Dorf is still in his room sleeping. Yeah, we're missing somebody. Oh. oh I'll go get him. Yeah. Pierce is gonna go up and just like bang on the door. Beauty, it's time to go. I would assume that wakes me up. Yeah, absolutely it does. Okay. That that loud, uh, like him trying to wake you up. Yes, it does. Okay, uh, I get up, look around for like a minute. Uh, uh, where am I? You're awake. What? Who's that? Is that you? It, oh, it's food downstairs. Come on. Oh, uh, uh, right. Hold on. Uh, and then just get up, stretch, and uh, stretch. Start to pack my stuff up. I'm going to look around for a minute, and then I whistle, and then Pickett comes crawling out from, like, a drawer uh, that Dorf had, like, put a little bit of, like, a he'd taken, like, a blanket and put it in there for him, and comes up, and then he just scurries up and just goes right into, right into his beard. <laughs> and he goes, all right, let's go, and he heads downstairs with all the rest of the peeps. Okay. Yeah, you get down there, and there's just a plate of food waiting on you. Eats it. Okay. And then at this point, you guys are... You guys said you're headed out? Oh, yeah. Kes okay. is trying to get out as, as soon as possible. Um, as you... <laughs> um, as you guys are walking out the door, you guys uh, you guys hear a shop... Or not a shopkeep. You guys hear a housekeeping upstairs yell, What the fuck is all this all about? <laughs> Sounds sounds serious. Maybe we should go check it out. No, we have other things we have to What happened here? Uh, I just look at it. Gus, did did I leave my candle? Uh, (laughs) I... 
No. Okay. I thought that might be what they were freaking out about. What do you have to throw in the trash? <laughs> I just look at Pierce and I'm like, just like making like the worst face ever. Like, that was definitely me. We got to go. Okay. So you guys get outside. Your horses are still hitched up. And as you make your way out of town, um, who, let's get a, not necessarily a marching order, but who's in the lead? We, we have a map still, yeah? Yeah, you got the map. In the middle. Uh, I would say Gustus is leading up the rear. He's still pretty, like, he, he, like he's he's wanted to participate in the adventure, but he's still kind of, like, wrapping up mentally, like, what he was going over. Sure, sure. Uh, the pamphlets and stuff. So who's leading? I mean, I, I think I still have the map, I think. Okay, so cast make us a rival check, please. Q is is as close to both Pierce and Cass as possible. He has best friends now. <laughs> Biffs. All right. Uh, twenty-two. So your dad. Twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Quite quite quickly we and have quite our horses, easily. Right? Yeah. Yeah yeah you you got your horses outside huh? And... They were in the back. Oh my god. Every time. Every time. Every single time. So yeah, um, you guys, uh, you guys make your way through uh, Waterdeep. Kess, it, it does not take you long. You're able to see pretty much exactly where you need to go. Uh, it takes you about 45 minutes of riding on more or less paved street, like cobblestone street, before you're able to make it to uh, the edge of Waterdeep and the road that you uh, you know to head east toward Evercrest. And uh, you guys carry on throughout the morning. Um, at about noon, you've you've are you uh, like at what pace are you guys traveling? Mm, probably normal. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be rushed. Really. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, at about noon, you guys find an an easy spot to take a short rest, um, and. If you if you if you guys would yeah if you guys would like to do anything uh, while you're on this rest you are free to and if not we can move on. Short rest doesn't do anything for my exhaustion, right? No. Okay. Um, gonna take the stained bag, the the small one. Yeah. We're gonna throw it at Pierce. I guess he's like sitting there chilling. Yeah. And I'm just gonna be like, got blue he doesn't on it. catch it; it just like hits him. Yeah. <laughs> got uh, blue on it. Matches your hair. I that. You can this is it. mine. Yeah. Great. I'm not happy that this is all he's gotten, but he'll, well, he'll just put it in his pocket. I don't know what the other <laughs> stuff does yet. Uh, Pierce, make it make an Arcana check. Okay. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking Pierce knows what this is, but it's it's worth seeing. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a leather bag. You feel like it's worth more than the five gold that she gave you, and it, it looks it looks a lot like the one Dorf has that you looked in earlier. If he doesn't know what it is, I will sit there and take the time to explain it to him. Okay. And first, thank you. Put, 
Yeah, it's a purse for all your pretty purse needs. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put stuff in it and then flip it inside out and uh, show him that, you know, when it's inside out, everything goes out. So just like a regular bag, when you put stuff inside and turn it inside out, stuff falls out. <laughs> okay, fine. Look. Just as expected. No. <laughs> yes. Like you, you said you take the time to explain to him that it is magical. Yeah, and I want to explain like that if like that you have to you have to okay look whenever you reach your hand in there, you have to think of what you want, and it'll if it's in the bag, it'll come to your hand. Okay. Okay, so, so if I so put your card hand in, there. in, and I want, and I want a steak. No, it has to already be in there. Well, yeah, if you, yeah. If you put a steak in there, but like put your put your cards in there. Right. The Pierce pulls. Yeah, Pierce pulls the cards out. They're like in in a pocket, like in in his uh, in his duster, and uh, he puts it in the bag. Okay, put your hand in there and think of a specific card. Okay, it's gonna think of the King of Spades. Pull your hand up. Is it the? It's the King of Spades, right? Is, is, is this it, your card? Is this your card? So yes, that is that is when Pierce learns how bags of holding work. Are there uh, okay. is are there any other items that you all would like to uh, you all would like to do on this uh, this short rest? I want to go over to Augustus. Okay. Augustus. Ah, Castello. What's hey. up? Do you know how to identify things? Like, if something's magical, uh, do you know what it does? Uh, um, I'm not inherently. I, I mean, I can. I can. I know how to essentially break magic things, but uh, identification can be kind of a tricky business. Oh. Do you need magic removed from no, something? No, not at all. I just need to know what okay. things do. Just, uh, okay, I asked Jindy and I ask Dwarf as well. And Q, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what Q's doing. <laughs> well, I can uh, set it on fire. No. No. Wow. That's not what you want. Wait, what, did, what, did you, what did you ask? Do you know how to identify magical items? Oh. Um, if they start doing things that they don't usually supposed to do, I will say that they're magical. Would that just be like an arcana check, I'm assuming? Uh, you guys could make an arcana check. I think she's asking specifically if anyone has identify, which no one does. No. Um, so I guess you like you all can take the time now to make your own arcana checks if you wish. Yeah. Okay, I want to make my arcana oh, checks. On the items. I pull. I pull the items out, and I'm like, I got these shopping, but I got really good deals on them, so I didn't. I don't really know what they are. I just kind of got them in bulk. Oh, I think I might know what that is. Uh, I rolled a 23 Arcana. 23 Arcana. Okay, so looking at all of those things, um, you're able to tell that 
Uh, one of them is a spider. No, that's the wrong tab. You're able to tell that one of them... Q runs away. Uh, you, you recognize a lot of these from your days in uh, the Order of Brambles. Mm-hmm. But uh, you recognize one of them is a ring of warmth. You recognize that one of them is actually a stone of good luck that's on a necklace. Good ship. Um, you recognize that one of them is a ring of feather falling. And then you recognize that one of them is an amulet. Uh, it is a clockwork amulet. Would I know what the clockwork amulet does? Yeah. Um, you would know that uh, basically it's this amulet and it's got these uh, intricate gears on the inside of it. Um and actually, like a, a creature that, like if you if you are attacking, for example, um, you can forego a roll to get a natural ten automatically. Okay. Uh, you like a, a natural ten that you could then add your modifier to. I I try and do my best, like explain this to Kess. Uh, eventually. Yeah, that's that's a little bit metagame, like mechanical talk, but that's that's what that does. Yeah, of course. I would say, like, in character, it's a lot of, like, Augustus kind of rambling on about runes and magics and right. uh, celestial charts. And, like, you know, talking about how things are connected and then he holds up the ring and he's like, see? And then he drops it and it falls slowly into his palm. It's like, that's how you can tell it's a feather. Fo-. And, like, I, I go through each of these, but it's like, you're kind of bored by the end of it because it's just like so much talk, but we get there eventually. <laughs> well, and I, super smiling, he's just staring at you, like, yeah, right? Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. What does the ring of warmth do exactly? He goes back into it from the top uh, on the ring. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> It, it gives you uh, resistance to cold damage. <laughs> Which would be great for your reptilian friends. Because we're uh, cold-blooded. Okay. Um, well, Especially the small ones. <clears throat> uh, okay. I mean... Well, I guess... Since... I did purchase these. <laughs> Very convincing. Um, Make a deception check as fuck. Make such a deception check. I think I get advantage with deception. Q believes her. Yeah. Q I'm not. QDP. Okay. Natural 20, but let me double check that I get advantage because of changeling with deception. If not, uh, you it guys, was a, you guys can choose whether or not you, you guys can choose whether or not you actually want to make insight. But that was, uh, yeah, I've got a nine insight, so I don't think. So. Yeah, okay. we get we have I ten here. I buy a lot of things. I I have no reason to doubt her. No reason to doubt her. I, yeah. Uh... So that's like I'm like, where did you get this? I bought them. Okay, like just like it's, 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 <laughs> like Timmy Turner, internet, <laughs> internet. <laughs> Q one hundred percent believe. Yeah. Okay. okay, guess they they believe you. So Pierce is slowly shaking his head, like not conspicuously, just like rolling his eyes. 
ring of warmth goes to Q. I hand it to Q. <laughs> I'm imagining Pierce just winking into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those Jim Halpert to the sides. Like... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A hook, line, and stinker. <laughs> Augustus, could you use a ring of feather fall? You're pretty heavy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Rude! I yeah, mean, I if, if he falls, he would take, like, so much more damage, right? That's how fall damage works. <laughs> what if he cracked his shell? That would be so sad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against having one. They're always, they're always fun, and it looks nice on my hand. <laughs> I give him the ring of feather fall. Yes. <laughs> um... Oh man, the amulet, the clockwork amulet, and the stone of luck. They they almost do the same thing, really. To a point. But... Not necessarily. Not necessarily actually at all. Stone of good luck gives you plus one to saving throws. And oh, uh, clockwork... Saving throws? Yeah. Well, it's it's ability checks and saving throws. I apologize. Everything. Uh, it's uh, yeah, plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws. Holy crap! <coughs> Man, I should have gave that to Augustus. <laughs> All right, what are we doing, guys? I'm on my horse. <laughs> okay, so Jindy is like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just chilling. I'm not like I'm just. That's just yeah. where Q Q is actually like jealously looking at Augustus's ring. <laughs> Q, Q is like absolutely blinged out at this point, and he's just looking enviously. Well, he's also inspecting the booty. Of course, right. of course, <laughs> as one does, as one does. Mm-hmm. Right. As he is certi- certified. Sure. Yes. So. Uh, um, Kess, is there any is there anything else you're taking care of, or are you guys getting ready to leave again? I'm pondering on who to give these last two rings to, but other than that, if anybody has any, uh, you know, wants to make an argument for them to have them, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm not going to keep them for myself. You guys heard her. This is a Who Loves Kess More contest. <laughs> I'm pretty satisfied. I just kind of think I think that what is the the clockwork? Is that one time a day, or is that every roll? Um, that is it's not every roll, uh, for sure. Uh, it is every day. Yes, once a day. Mm-hmm. And you can do it after you roll. No, you for, you have to forego rolling the d20. And just choose a 10. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think this one needs to go to Pierce. Just takes a look at the ring. Like, looks at the bag that he already has, and he feels like he's just completely encumbered by too much stuff. And without saying anything, he just... just here you go, Beardy, and he tosses it to Dorf. The ring? <laughs> yeah. 
The ring. That was yeah. the that was the amulet, correct? Or the or the yeah the yeah, clockwork okay. amulet. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's that's going. Um, okay. Well, I was gonna give Dork the other one, but okay. <laughs> I, it falls into Dork's lap. He chose an asshole to give a gift to. Well, like, oh, what's this? Looks fancy. It's basically it's basically like a flavor flav clock. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Please give me that art. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, then so looks at Pearson and says, uh, "Thank, thank you." Then I give. Then I give Jinder sure. a stone of luck. Okay. So you guys add those respective items. Add those respective items to your inventory. Um, I, I believe the clockwork amulet. <coughs> Um, it, it might be difficult to find on D&D Beyond, but we'll, we'll talk after stream if you have trouble finding I that. Just wanna, okay. Can I just say why I would chosen to give it to Pierce real quick? Just to like... If, sure. Because if, you wanna... because if he rolls low, his guns uh, don't work in combat. So... But you have to choose it before. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> and I got okay. Bag, fine. Stack with others. They should. You just can only be attuned to three items at a time. It's guys, the, the ring of warmth has two little foxes cuddling on it, and it has a fur, it's fur inlaid. I'm gonna send you guys a picture of this afterwards. Oh. It's the yeah, it's cute. Little freaking ring. It's cute AF. Oh my gosh. So, you guys finished your short rest. You have nice new items. Um, and you, most of you believe that you came across them perfectly legitimately. Um, and at this point you guys, uh, head out again in the same marching order, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kes, can I get another survival check? And, um, also, also a perception check from you as well, Kes. And anyone else who happens to be looking out. 19 on survival. Yeah. Nat 20. Okay. Nat 20. 25. on perception. Okay. You guys are absolutely confident you know the direction you are going. Um, it is it is now mid-afternoon. Uh, at this point, the, like, the, the sand of the coast has started to give way more to, like, grass and pine trees rather than palm trees it's it's starting to become more of a gra- like flat grassland rather than sand it's you're still on a road a dirt road um but it's starting to look less uh you're you're still very much so in a tropical climate but you are yeah yeah you're on horses you're on horseback okay um what is that smile that's a scary smile i don't worry about it <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it it is now late. Like after after a while of riding, unless you guys have anything, uh, you don't really see anything. You don't really pass anyone on the road. This is not a very well traveled road. I just want to I just want to point out that Rothmar made the DM laugh nervously, which yeah. is not <laughs> that's not how that's, that's supposed true. to work. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I guess that's indicative of me as a person, but uh, <laughs> so um, uh, about late afternoon, early evening rolls around, and uh, you guys can see 
as as the the sun starts to set, you can see the lights of Waterdeep behind you. Um, Kes, can I get you to make another survival check, please? Seventeen. Okay. Um, you intuit that you're probably six or eight hours uh, of travel time away still from New Hexton. Um, but you can see, not only can you see the lights of Waterdeep behind you, in front of you, you can see lights on the horizon as the sun starts to set. Um, so it's uh, eventually the sun does go down. And it is dark. You guys are able to find a, a, a decent place to set up camp if you wish. Yeah. I, okay. do you guys, I don't really think that we should go into the vampire town at, at night. <laughs> at night. Why not? I'm joking. I know what a vampire is. Oh, okay. We've met we, them before. Okay. Everyone kind of does one of those slower turns and looks at Keith. Like, <laughs> do you not remember what we just went through? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So you guys are able to find a nice, uh, like, a, like, a, like a large uh, oak tree, um, and it's like you're able to find it's like a, a comfortable place to sort of tie the horses up to, uh, set up camp. You're able to find some sticks to start a fire, and the evening is yours. I think it'd be a good idea for us to attune to the gifts that Kess gave us. Uh, out, of, out of game question sure. Sure. Like, either you guys uh, how does attunement work so basically round. you just have to meditate with it um, so how do we know it? that we have to attune Hang to on. it in game as a character um, you know that's a good question but you, because you have magic users in your group and I, they're able to be like you have to spend some time with that I specifically have a yeah, ring like, so I would know Definitely yeah, that for yeah, rings that exists, but no. and jewelry. Yeah, uh, and it takes about. No, I was just like, I, 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 I didn't know that it was like a thing. I feel like Augustus would know about it since he has. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, uh, Augustus, you and Kess absolutely know. It's basically, like I said, it's it's basically just meditating with an item for 15, 20 minutes to get it, to get its magical aura. Um. Uh, well, attuned to your Aura. life essence. Yeah. I mean, I would probably know too. I'm a magic user as well, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, you, this is this is not your first rodeo with magic items. Okay. Most other question how how descript is my book that I got about uh, necromancy? Non descript or descript? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's not necessarily nondescript, uh, but you you have to spend some you have to spend some time uh, pouring over it. It's it's written in like a it's written in a like a bit of an archaic syntax. So right. you've, you've got to you, you're going to have to spend some time with it to figure out. Uh, was, is there like a big title on the front that that says necromancy or whatever it was called? I'm open it up. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a, a big title on the cover and on the spine that says necromancy for foolish mortals. Okay, so I would not be reading that in front of everybody. All right. No. You make a little uh, grocery bag book cover for me. Sure. <laughs> bar, <laughs> He's brown bagging a book. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's got the smut book around it. Yeah, the yeah. smut book around it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just it. reading porn, you guys. 
Let's talk okay. about the pirate's long member. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So, yeah, you guys, if you choose, are able to attune to your magic items. 15 minutes, you know, not, not a huge deal. Um... So the, the, is the bag of holding, the little mini bag of holding, is that a magic magic item that requires attunement? It does not require attunement, but you you do you do have it. it and okay, it so while everybody is, like, meditating with their stuff, Pierce is, like, slapping it against his own forehead, just, like, bored. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, putting his head in another dimension and taking the backpack <laughs> off. I mean, we can play around round of the Healthy. Oh, boy. shit. I would say, like, once I was done uh, tuning to my stone that looks like a cat, mm-hmm. uh, cat. Uh, I, would, I would look towards Kess and say thank you for for the the stone. I don't know if I would know. The lucky stone. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for good rock. Good rock. Oh, my God. Like a rock. <laughs> All right. Coming back. What are we doing, guys? Um. Pierce, if you're bored, play cards. Just saying. So you can eat eel. From Augustus. Augustus told me, blame Augustus. He did say that. The animals, but not the cards. They're two different things. Yeah. We use the cards to summon the animal. Uh, if you have enough uh, mana, yes. But it, it's... <laughs> uh, oh uh, yeah, I'm... Augustus is down to try playing some eel. Okay. Q has a fierce and competitive streak, so he is also down. Okay. Pierce hasn't um, even opened his eel. It, nothing. He's not opened it. He hasn't touched it. He hasn't looked at it. So he's going to sit back and watch. I haven't either. Um, so are we going to like split up the watch or something? I'd like to go to sleep uh, as soon as possible. I'm not really feeling great. Yeah, we'll keep watch. Yeah. All right. Wake me up when it's my turn to take watch. And then Dorf is just going to Go pass out. Okay. Dorf, make a, make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. Disadvantage, right? No, not disadvantage. Uh, oh, my wisdom sucks. 14? Okay. You sleep like a rock. Yay. <laughs> We should probably you, cover you his uh, watch tonight. Probably how? We should probably cover his watch tonight. If y'all want to split it up. Yeah, I guess if you guys are playing cards, I'll watch. Does not actually taken watch yet once, but since they're playing cards, he'll he'll volunteer. Okay. So who I'm, is who is playing eel? Who is sleeping? Who is uh, who is on watch? <laughs> Um, Pierce on watch. Okay, cool. I'll I'll watch as well. Okay, so Pierce and Kess, can I get perception checks from each of you? This is, uh, just for a point of clarity, this is like, this is, at this point we're 
late-ish in the evening, probably around 10 o'clock. I imagine you guys have had food. Um, so this is late-ish in the evening, and Kess and Pierce are just sort of starting their watch as everyone else winds down for the evening. That makes sense. Okay. 17. 17? Natural one. Oh. Yeah, you don't, you don't see shit. You're kind of like, you're so distracted watching uh, Augustus and Q play Eel. Which, by the way, um, so... Uh, just for everyone watching and listening in podcast form, we had like out of game. I have explained the rules of eel to the players already, just to make this a little bit quicker. But basically, what it is, and I don't know if you guys have like read all of the stuff. Um, I'm trying to, it's, yeah. Um, let's do a let's do a rules explanation just in case. Yeah, no, no, I totally am. So basically, what it is, each card, um, each card has a rank. So each player. Uh, or each battle, rather, is a sort of like a 1v1 sort of deal. So, um, and each card has a rank to it. So that rank determines your HP and the dice that you roll. So each battle, each, um, each, each eel master has a deck. You can choose three cards from your, uh, three cards from your collection and put them on your deck. I, so, I will I will take Kess's natural one and watch if you'll let Kess and Gus play the first round. Because Q would not understand any of this. Okay. That's totally fine. Oh, is that why uh is that why Locke's roll of a one is such crap? Because she's, she's just paying attention. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was watching I was watching Eel. Okay. So so each of you uh, in order to play eel, each of you get uh, three cards from your deck. Choose three cards from your deck. Okay. Choose like whatever whatever rank, uh, and you can you can put these cards on your battle deck. You choose the dice and use that spreadsheet that I sent you. You choose the dice that goes with each of them, and that's what you roll. You roll three dice at a time in a contest with each other. The higher roll, the higher roll wins. And the loser has to take the amount of damage that is the difference between the two. I swear to God, it's easier than I'm making it sound. Okay, let me, let me, so. so I know that I rolled, yeah, good. For example, if I take a gold card and two silvers, okay, then my HP would be 26 points. Yes. Overall. And you would have with you said a gold and two silvers you would have a d8 and a d10 you would have two d8s and a d10 mm-hmm. and you would roll those against each other the it's, the, a, lot, the it's high, a lot easier than it than it sounds so so frothmar get like get get two silvers and a gold so all all you have to do is get two d8s and a d10 Jindy would be like she's a visual learner so she'd be like sitting there kind of like trying to learn as they're like playing right so like you you open your you open your binders and you you see your cards there and there's actually a there's actually a cardboard battle deck and it says battle deck in big bright yellow letters on it's cardboard and you fold it and you put it out and it's got these three cutout spots for cards Uh, each of you each of you had this and then so so, Basically, in order to do this, you just roll the dice against each other, and whoever loses has to take the amount of damage 
that is the that is the difference. So Augustus, if you roll 17 and Kess rolls 15, Kess has to take two points of damage to the total HP of her deck. Yes. That so good. so if you get a gold and two silver, right? Was that what you got? So a D10 and two D8. Correct. Okay. So now we rolled them. So roll and then add them together and tell me what you get. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what's my current HP with that. That would with, be 26. Yes. Because you add the sum of the dice like up for your HP. The, the sum of your three dice is also the sum of your okay. HP. Yeah. So it's 8, 8, 10. So mm-hmm. 16 plus 10 is a 26. Okay, that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then we roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as before you roll, as you put, like, as you take out and you examine the cards, it's these these uh, brown cards with a nice, like, gold edge to it. And mm-hmm. there are these eels intertwined on the back. And when you flip it over, you see that each of them has uh, eels that look more or less the same, but they are uh, eels with a bowler hat and a bow tie and a cane. So, like, they, like, on the card, they have this. When you put the cards down on your ready deck, on your, on your battle deck, there is an explosion of holographic light, and you are outside, so these gigantic 20-foot eels just, poof, just in a million points of holographic light explode oh from, from your, from your decks. I like jump back a little bit, like. And so, like the the eels are sitting there, and the, the, each eel sort of derpily has its tongue out, <laughs> and they're wearing a bowler hat and a bow tie, and they have a cane. So they're sort of just sitting in the video game ready position, where they're like bouncing side to side. Q has hidden under uh, uh, Pierce's uh, coat. <laughs> How big were these things? Tails, twenty feet tall. Tails. No, you would really when doing. you when when you read the manual, you would know that it says uh, use caution when playing eel outside. <laughs> so like that would that would that would make you think that they're gonna the the holographic eels are going to adapt to whatever room they're in, like a little fish. Okay. Oh, okay. So Dorf pulls his blanket over his head. Yeah. So, <laughs> I rolled a ten altogether. What'd you roll? I rolled. 19. So I take nine 19. points of damage. Indeed. So uh right out of the gate, Augustus, your eel, uh like one of your one of your eels, probably the one with uh each and their their bowler hats and their bow ties are the color of their rank. So it's this is the one that's gold. So it's got a gold bowler hat. And it steps forward and it just whacks the shit out of the other eel with its cane. Out of one of the other eels with its cane. Okay, just like pop right across next, the face. I dropped my pen. One. Oh All man, right. I'm rolling Next. so bad. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nine. Twenty. Ow! So you take eleven points 11 of damage. Eleven points. Oh my god. That's gosh. twenty points of damage total, right? Yeah. Okay. So Come yeah. Come on, Kat. I thought you've been studying. I haven't. So... Been, this is my first match. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, I, thought you, I thought we agreed that we were going to study the cards last night. I got really tired and. I fell asleep. Augustus knows everything about eel at this point. So, um, one of, uh, another one of your eels comes up and just jabs the other eel, like, straight through the heart with it, and it just, like, eh! 
it like cries out in pain. But it's it's silent. Like all of this is happening in silence. But okay. there, you know, they're there. So yeah, you've taken twenty points of damage total. Roll again. All right, here we go. Twelve. Thirteen. <laughs> so Augustus, your eel takes one point of damage. Um, Kess, your eel comes up and it just like basically. Um, it takes the, it basically like bunts. It tries to like pop across with the, with the cane, just like this. And the, the canes are kind of floating cause the eels don't have hands. So the cane just kind of goes pop up against the face and kind of like bloodies his nose a little bit. Okay. Again. <laughs> Next roll. All right. What do we got? Oh, oh. It's seven. 22. Seven total. Seven total, twenty-two. Okay, so yeah, you take damage. fifteen points of damage. So Cassiel comes up and just whop, just like two hits, whop, whop, right on each side of the face. My eel. It looks like it I've now. spoken too soon about your powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Was, were, you, were you? Were you ad libbing for the for the eel? Is that were like? Were you oh, like no, muttering no, under your breath? Saying this out loud. He's okay. very much into eel role play. He really <laughs> This yeah, is no. turning into a YouTube. Oh my god! I guess this is a larper. <laughs> okay. Next roll. Seventeen. Eighteen. Oh my god! No. One point of damage to Augustus. Okay. Okay. I'm still doing bad though. This isn't over yet, Kess. Getting weirdly into this. Oh no! Oh no! I had five total. Okay. Twenty-one. Oh, oh damn! <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, you're um, you see as the eel one of one of Kess's eels comes up and just wraps themselves around all of yours and just cinches, and your eels fall to the ground. So ha. now, uh, uh, Augustus, I need you to roll a d6. A d6. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? That's going to give me a one. Mr. A one. Okay. Uh, those those eels are out of commission. They have to heal for one day. So you cannot play with those cards. So make that note in the spreadsheet. Uh, so you just mark that a d- one of your... Spreadsheet. Two that... that yeah, it's. Uh, I'll I'll show you later. But just right now, make a note that your your two silvers and your gold, like two of your silvers and one of your gold, are healing for a day. Okay, can do. Noted. Mm-hmm. And that is ill. I'm victorious. I like it. Uh, Lock is yet to lose. No, I lost to you. Oh yeah, you lost to me once. Okay. Lock helped me play test this. Yeah. All right. What is uh, Q, Q and Pierce? You guys are on your watch. Pierce, you don't you don't really see anything. You actually see, you do see a few bats flying eastward uh, toward the lights that you see on the horizon. Um, but you don't you know. He's nothing. gonna flip them off. <laughs> they don't they don't shit on you this time. He also saw two forty foot fucking kaiju battle not yeah. five feet from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, and with with that, unless anyone wants to play another round of veal, I would imagine Kess, you and Augustus eventually make your way to bed. Uh, or do you yeah, play another round? Like, okay. 
he, he's not like he doesn't have an ego so his ego's not hurt about it but he's right. fascinated that he lost after all the studying that he did so he's <laughs> like back in the handbook even though it's simply it's it's straight up like a a, a dice game he's like no i must it must have been me so he's just like studying <laughs> cool. okay so with that Q and pierce your watches will uh, eventually after everyone goes to bed your watches will come to an end um, who would you like to wake up for the next watch? Uh, Q's gonna wake up Jindy because she went to bed earlier. Yeah, uh, I'll go kick the turtle. Okay. That sounds like a euphemism for something. I don't know what. But yeah, you, you kick the turtle. Um, so, Jindy, Jindy and Augustus, can I get you to make perception checks, please? Yes. I got uh, perception uh, 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 five total. Twelve. Okay. Um, actually, before before we do that, when you guys go to bed, I forgot about rotating watches. When you guys go to bed, I need each of you. Let's go ahead and do everyone now. Can I get everyone besides Dorf to make a wisdom saving throw? What is wrong with us? We don't know. We don't know. Eight. Eight, Eight for Augustus. The dirtiest 20. 26, 20. 13. 13 for Kess. Pierce? 8. 8. Okay. All right. So, Pierce, we shall start with you. When you, when you go to sleep, you, you start to hear the sounds in this dream before you actually see anything. Uh, there's like twisting metal and scraping as you pick a lock. Uh, you hear the creaking of hinges and the groaning of wood. When you do finally see, when your vision does finally clear, it's through the eyes of your teenage self. It's way past midnight, and you're in a barn that you actually recognize as your father's shop. Uh, you see equipment for both uh, smithing and woodworking. Um, wood finishing, you see barrels of water, tools hung up on the wall, uh, and you make your way to the back of the barn uh, to a large safe. You put your ear against the safe, and with ease, you twist the dial left and right, listening, following the lead of the tumblers you hear inside the door. The door swings open, and there you see a pair of pistols. You grab them, and you remember the power that you felt in that moment. You feel it coursing through your veins. You don't feel invisible anymore. You point the weapon at a bucket across the room and fire. When you do, you have no idea whether or not the bucket shatters. The room fills with smoke, so much so that your, your sense of place is displaced. When it clears, you're somewhere else entirely. You are back in the hold of the ship where you just had your most recent fight. You're face to face with what you can only assume is a vampire, uh, and you have you have it cornered against the wall. You try to jab a stake into her chest, but you miss entirely, and the stake splinters in two against the wall. The creature grabs you by the head and sinks her teeth into your neck and rips your throat out completely. As you fall to the floor, dying, you feel. You're, you're, you're unable to breathe, you're unable to even cough, and you feel the cold metal 
of the gun, uh, the gun's barrel pushing up against your side, both both your sides as you're lying on top of it, like jutting into your skin. And you remember that they're there, but that even they hadn't been able to save you. As death takes you, your vision blurs again. And after a moment, you hear a twisting metal scraping as you pick a lock, hinges creaking and wood groaning, you're back in your father's shop. This exact scene loops through the night, you living and dying over and over again, growing more and more intense each time. Kess, when you dream, you're in a familiar building, uh, a long, well-traveled indoor marketplace. As you're walking inside, Pierce is walking past you on his way out into the snow. He ignores you uh, almost completely. It smells like smoke, many different kinds of smoke, tobacco smoke, furnace smoke, even the smoke from roasting meat inside this building. It's a familiar trifecta of smells uh, that you've smelled uh, many, many times, but not since you've left home. The building is empty, save for you now. You feel layers of heat and cold in the air, cold from the blizzard that's raging outside and the sporadic heat from furnaces that are burning throughout this open building. Despite the fact that the building is empty, all of the kiosks and storefronts are well-stocked with various goods from silks and furs to meats and fish and fresh imported vegetables. But it, it looks as though the building was cleared out in a hurry. Caw, caw, caw. A crow swoops over your head from behind and his claws actually scrape the back of your head as it flies over. You feel blood trickling down the back of your neck. You watch as it lands a hundred yards from you. You follow it. And you realize that something is very, very wrong. You're you're walking against your own will. You don't you you don't you don't want to be walking. Uh, this building has never been empty before. Even in the dead of night, it's lively f- with, with people from all walks of life, trading goods and stories. You've spent thousands and thousands of hours here. This cannot possibly be right. You are scared. You approach this crow and you see that it's landed on a body, the body of a young high elf man dressed in silks, wearing silver jewelry and eye makeup. As you approach him, you see a bullet wound in his chest, and you see a white flower with a black iris growing out of the wound. You pick the flower, and when you do, the body bursts into flames. The crow sits still perched on top of this body, unflinching, unburning, as this body burns into a pile of ash. You blink, and when your eyes open, you are back at the entrance of this building, and Pierce is walking past you again. This loops throughout the night, growing more and more intense each time. Jindy, were you the other one that failed? I rolled a 26. You rolled, so it wasn't you, it was Augustus? It was Augustus, yes. Augustus, you're in your office at the Order of Brambles. You're talking to one of the students you advise. You recognize that she's dragonborn, but you can't quite make out her face, even though you're looking right at her. But you do know that she sees you. You remember that she comes into your office at least three times a week. She's bright and hopeful. Your teachings have resonated with her more than any other student you've ever encountered. As a matter of fact, you two are almost just as friends sharing a nice pot of lemon and bramble root tea that she recently gave you as a birthday gift. A moment 
after you sip the tea and you feel the warmth in your mouth and in your throat and in your esophagus settling in the bottom of your stomach, it turns ice cold. You remember why you've brought her here this afternoon. You set your tea down and cross your hands and you tell her that you are leaving the Order of the Brambles so that you can put your knowledge to use in the world. She, with shaking hands, puts her tea down. What? What about us? She says. And you don't have a response. Instead, you walk to your shelf and retrieve a fresh, unused, leather-bound spellbook. And you give it to her. In the split second that both of your hands are touching the book, you live for a century as a ghost, as a passenger, following this former student of yours around in her travels. You see the bright young woman before you in a loathsome, miserable existence. You see the spells that will be copied into the spellbook and what they'll be used for. You see dark, bleak, horrifying magic, magic that destroys knowledge and life instead of builds it. You see, you see people who will be her victims. You see families, children tortured because of the knowledge that the spellbook will hold. And it all starts in this moment, this exact moment where she loses you her mentor. This moment where her mind becomes jaded and, and vulnerable to influence. All you have to do is stay. And none of what you've none of what you have seen will will ever come to be. But she yanks the book out of your hand and storms out of your office. You look into the fruit wedge that's floating in your tea. When you look up, your student is yet again sitting in front of you, happily sipping her tea. This moment loops over and over until you wake up. Whew. but you do wake up for a watch <laughs> i do um <laughs> yeah I think this this, this dream happens this dream happens once before you wake up for your watch and then you can keep your you guys made perception rolls yeah yeah it was a mine was a 12 Mine was an uh, five. A five. Okay. You don't see anything. Augustus, you are deeply, deeply shaken by what you have just dreamed. Um, you guys like you a, guys can't really can't really tell anything. You just kind of sit in silence. Uh, unless you wish to talk about anything. Um, Your, I would say Augustus tries to bring up some like lighthearted topics like the weather and like he tries to bring up eel, but I can't tell if Jendi's like interested or not. <laughs> sure. Um, so it's kind of like like small talk that never gets anywhere throughout the night. Okay. And quickly and uneventfully, your watch comes to a close. Who are you waking up? Uh, who was that? The last one? I, guess. I, I guess. thought it was uh, Pierce. That was the second watch, right? Yeah. Okay. There'll be one more. Who was the third one? Was it? Because Locke, what? Locke was the first one. No, mm -hmm. I wasn't. No. no, no, no. It's Locke and uh, Dorf is the only one that's not taken. But y'all said that you were thinking about letting him sleep through the night. Uh, um, I would say Augustus just tries to do a second. Okay. Uh, I can watch. Okay. Do uh, I need a perception? Another perception check for them? Yes, please. Okay, let's see. And you, you wake uh, up. You wake up. Cass, you said? Yeah. Okay. 18. Cass, you said you're waking up as well? Yeah. Okay. 
And how did people just like wake up back then? Fifteen. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up at three. Like how, how did you? What? Both of you stare into the silence, into the darkness. Um, you you feel hyper aware of everything happening around you, but apart from the occasional flutter of bat wings, the occasional singing of crickets, the rest of your watch. Crickets? Crickets, yes, yes, you. Um, your watch comes to an end. I, I need before Augustus. Watch, oh. Go ahead. Just before my watch comes to an end, I'm gonna go just off into the field and grow a flower because I didn't do it before I fell asleep while ago. Okay. And I'm just gonna be like, for you. Were you there? Did you, did you see the dreams? Were they dreams? And, and you're like off by yourself, just for clarity, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna okay, go. I just wanna make sure you get I'll just probably be like, I'm gonna go pee, and then I'll just go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> go to the Woods Palace. Yeah. And then I'll just go do the flower thing. Okay. And then I just kind of get up and walk away from it okay so um about that time about the time the flower comes up out of the ground the sun starts to poke over the horizon and another day has come i need kess and augustus and pierce to take a point of exhaustion <laughs> that is a very good point. Dorf, you wake up and you all three, all of your points of exhaustion are gone. Where do I mark? Oh, conditions. Right. conditions yes. And Steve O, you, you probably never you probably never mess with exhaustion before, but what it is uh with yeah, it's just under your conditions on the right side of your character sheet. But right. you you get um you get disadvantage on ability checks while you have a point of exhaustion. Great. Gotcha. I, I was just so good at rolling before, so finally balance me out a little bit. <laughs> and the day is yours. What are you all doing? <laughs> I guess this is so tired. <laughs> Kess is like groggy. Yeah. Keeping it pretty chill, I would say. I'm gonna... You guys may not believe it, but Pierce isn't in a very good mood. <laughs> <laughs> More so than normal? Uh, uh, Dorf is actually like <laughs> looking through his eel cards. And he's okay. like, have you guys heard about this game eel? Play play some terrifying well oh wait you guys have played it before where did i get these from last night while you were sleeping oh yeah it was a fake yard but it got me makes sense oh definitely need to check this out it's just like right it uh it seems like something that will take a great deal of studying and mastery to really get good at I think. Hmm. Didn't you get your ass kicked last night? Yeah, I, it's. 
Um, yes. <laughs> you don't. If, you only lose if you give up. You gotta keep going. All right. Well, I guess we should hit the road then, guys. Eh. I reckon. He starts packing up. Yeah, start packing up, getting on my horse. Cass okay. is super just like not talking to anybody or looking <laughs> at anybody. Okay. So as you as you guys get going, um, what is what is our marching order for the day? I give Jindy the map. You sure you don't want to lead? No. No, I'm good. You take it. No. No. I guess it's me and Jen in the front then. Okay. Uh, Can I get uh, both of you? Well, uh, actually, Jen D, you have the map, so make a survival check, please. And whoever, whoever wishes can make a perception check as well. I'm just, I guess this probably is not paying a lot of attention. 18 survival. Okay. Uh, 14 perception on mine. Okay. Um, yeah, as you guys, as you guys are going, uh, heading into like heading toward, um, new Hexton, you are, Jindy, you are 100% confident that you are going in the right direction. Uh, as a matter of fact, you even see a sign, uh, that says, uh, you know, new Hexton and there's a crude arrow pointing this way, uh, as if this is, you're on some sort of trade route. Um, but, uh, you, you feel like you're, um, at at mid morning, you feel like you're probably mid, mid late morning. You're probably four hours away. Kes Um, is actually going to hop off of her horse, turn into a white wolf and just run alongside everybody. Okay. Just without issue. One last horse that we need, right? She side eyes Q like, don't you dare touch my horse. <laughs> but she just it's gonna it's a I turned into a dire wolf. White dire wolf. Okay. Um so it's uh it's about at this point it's about afternoon. You guys feel you're probably about two and a half, three hours away from New Hexton. You can stop if you wish, or you can trudge along and get there. Uh, Anybody need a break? I'm just nah. feeling pooped. I think. Just keep on keeping on. Um, I mean, the sooner we get there, the sooner everybody can can hopefully, you know, get a bed and get a nice, nice okay. night of sleep. We're gonna nap. Bed. We're gonna nap in the in the, in the vampire vampire town. Well, if it's daylight when we get there, it should be fine, I would assume. Okay, so you guys keep going? Yeah. You 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 trudge along. Uh, a, what was that, Augustus? I, I just... Wait, I lost... Wait. There she is. Okay. Sorry, it it <laughs> AFK'd me. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that to me the other day. Okay. So, uh, about two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, you guys actually see where the grassland um, 
uh, the grassland sort of ends, you can actually see this uh, this township. Um, you you start to arrive in town, and their uh, buildings start popping up. The street is actually like uh, there's actually street instead of just a dirt pathway, and it's the street made of uh, it looks like they dumped gravel like ten years ago, and they just allowed foot traffic and uh, wagons and things to like pressurize it and pave it. Um, it's like I said, it's about two o'clock, and there's a, a feeling of good humor uh it becomes apparent very very quickly everyone seems largely optimistic and happy uh the shops and buildings are built exceptionally well you actually see like less dilapidation than you saw in in evercrest or waterdeep um like i said there's actually like something that resembles uh paved roadways uh there's a wood sidewalk on either side of the street that connects the buildings uh almost like you would see in like uh, imagine a western town um, like like a like a wild west town, and there are decorations everywhere. There are streamers and banners and like autumn vegetables with bales of hay arranged into displays. Um, and you you begin to realize very quickly that the people in town are preparing for some kind of festival, if if it's not already begun. Um, like I said, you see festive decorations and strung from rooftops. You can smell roasting and smoking meats. There are children like sprinting around, uh, you know, running away from and running after each other, uh, firing toy weapons. Uh, can I get everyone to, well, anyone who wishes to make a perception check? Sure. Uh, what do we got? Uh, 12. Okay. Before 13. we went inside. Kess would have turned back into Kess. Okay, that's good enough. 11. 28. Natural one. Oh, it's me, your friendly wolf who definitely <laughs> won't eat you. We, uh, sure. we get disadvantaged if we took exhaustion, yep. right? Uh, exactly. That's okay. right. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, natural another, okay. another 12. I got two 12s. Two 12s? 10. 10. Okay. Um, most of you notice that there are about three times the street lamps, if not more, uh, like, like, like what seem to be gas or oil powered street lamps, uh, in this town than you've ever seen anywhere. Um, like even, even in, even in Waterdeep, which is a town that, you know, there's a few people up after dark, uh, this town, it, you, you can't really walk 30 feet without seeing a, a, a lamppost. Uh, it looks like they, you know, they they really want to be able to see at night. Um, you also see most of you. Uh, you notice a mansion on a hill just outside of town that's looming over it. Um, most of you, like I said, notice that the sun seems to be dimmer there. There's no foliage on the trees around it. You see limbs blowing in the wind, even though you don't feel any wind uh, here in town. Uh, but here, everyone everyone seems like the the sun is shining. It's it's crisp almost, which is weird. Having come from the beach, it almost feels like the seasons are changing. Um, and you actually see, uh, you actually see like in some part, like over the tops of some of the buildings, you see what appears to be like a Ferris wheel and a roller coaster, and some mm-hmm. some some various uh some various attraction sort of things augustus loves fair food just throwing it out there it's his favorite 
does that does it look cool. safe? Uh make a make a perception. Make uh make a make a medicine check. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what are you what are you checking as safe? See if it looks safe. No, that, that wouldn't be a medicine check. That just made me giggle. That would be perception. Okay, well I have disadvantage too, but that's still a dirty twenty with disadvantage. It looks pretty safe. You'd ride it. It looks it looks pretty pretty well put together. Well, this place looks fun. Oh. Um, I mean, I thought New Hexen was supposed to be dim and dull and scary. Over there looks pretty scary. Maybe that's old hex to know this. this yeah. <laughs> it's obviously the better Hexton. I mean, it's the newest Hexton. <laughs> it's the newest Hexton. Hexton 2.0. So, wait, what were we doing? Oh, yeah, we're looking for uh, vampires or something, right? <laughs> yeah, did we have a contact once we got here? You did not. Well, what we need to do. Let's go to the bar, because that's where Zephy had contacts. Mention her name and see what we can find out. Do we always down to go to a bar? Do we smell? You said fair food. You actually do absolutely smell fair food. Like you, you smell food? like smoking meats and roasting vegetables and sweets. Festival vegetables at fairs, silly. <laughs> <laughs> Deep fried vegetables. <laughs> Deep fried, yeah. Deep fried and covered with confectioner sugar. It's vegetable I mean, oil. Pickett runs out of door spirit and onto his head and starts sniffing around because he smells the food. Okay. Do we smell oh, garlic? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You smell some roasting garlic in, in there with the vegetables, for sure. Every time you walk into a house and you're cooking and it smells good, there's garlic involved. Always. Mm-hmm. All ways. That's why you never eat a vampire's meals. It's like it's just gonna be bland. Bland. Yeah. bland. So bland. we need to go figure out. What? I missed it. I missed it. He's cracking up. <laughs> just the stupidest joke. I think I That's why it was funny. He was saying bland. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was great. <coughs> okay. So. So are we going to find out a stuff there? What are we, what's, what's going on? Uh, I guess we should probably head to wherever we're supposed to be going to meet with the contact, right? I mean, we don't have a contact. Oh. Hold on. Before anybody goes anywhere. And then I want to take out my six vials of holy water, which it's holy water flask, and give everybody one vial of holy water. Okay. So you can <laughs> add that to your inventory? Nice. Holy water. So, as you guys walk through town, um, you see, like I said, you see more people. Uh, it seems like they're preparing for a festival. You see two people stringing up a banner. That says New ha- New Hexton Radish Festival. And oh yeah, into this. Ooh. Oh my god! And um, 
at that point you're you're walking through town everyone seems to be happy um and you you get the vibe that tonight there's going to be a party and that is where we're going to call it tonight's session a radish party radishes get down with some radishes I I was really like when, when you were describing the dream Zach I was like you know Pierce is reliving this moment of death over and over again and you know Kess is going through what she's going through and, and uh, Augustus you know his, his greatest failure and then Q you had a you dream about a bad sandwich you once had <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very perfect for Q the dream is just and Q like wakes up screaming <laughs> They took it was a little dry. <laughs> they corned the beef. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my gosh. They you cooked like... the fish in a pot and yeah. ruined it. <laughs> I'm sure Q has his own trauma. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. oh. <laughs> Y'all don't know about Q's drama. So he just wears the skull of his dead mother on his head. There's no trauma there. There's nothing wrong with that boy. <laughs>